got some questions. Got it all. You're feeling stressed, man. Got it all. Put on your GPS and got it all. I'm here to turn something that's glistening. Download and listen to Tia, Katie, Chris, and Kirsten. You should got it all. Hey, Katie. Hey, how's it going? Going pretty good. How about you? It's going. Hanging in there? Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. How about yourself yeah. on everything? Everything. Uh, hanging in there. Yeah. I'm definitely tired of this pandemic shit. Like, uh, how's work going for you? Are you still still able to work? Yeah, it's just been weird. Cause we're not getting a lot of direction. So you're like, so you want me to, I'll try. And then it just <laughs> like, okay. They're like, this is what we have. And you're like, okay. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I know Tia will have some stories as well. I like, I got a little lucky that a lot of projects didn't quite need to be initiated on yet or anything. So with a lot of the tribal um, offices closing, it's been kind of hard to track down who's receiving stuff and we don't want to inundate anyone with anything so yeah hello hey kirsten so it's it's wine spritzer time oh it's wine time (laughs) (laughs) it's been a while (laughs) let's see i like how it's all different variations Chris, what do you have? I can't see through your glass, so oh, well, what do we it's have a, going uh, there? It's a Pinot Noir. Very nice. Fancy. It's the Boda Box. That's the best. That's Only the favorite. finest. Yeah. yeah. How about yourself, Kirsten? I have limoncello. Ooh. Homemade. Very nice. Very nice. Very cool. I just got a Boda Box. It's to make it last longer because I tend to go through boxes really fast. Weird. Uh, I have to. I feel like a little bit of the glass, and I'll put um, seltzer water to make oh. it like, feel like a mixed drink. Yeah, I'll have to do that because I'm really burning through the Boda boxes too. Yeah, it doesn't take long. No, or all of a sudden you're like, "Wow, I don't remember drinking that much." And Keith's like, "Yeah, it's like equivalent of a bottle, but that's fine." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like, what, one of those boxes is two or three bottles, depending on the size of the box, the regular size, larger-ish ones. Yeah. Yeah. I, used to get, I used to get the brick, and I go through the bricks really fast. Yeah. That's yeah. like not even a week. That's true. Yeah. A friend of mine says that each bottle of wine is two servings. <laughs> So, I'm that- your glasses. <laughs> Hello. Hey, Tia. Hello. I'm switching to an IPA. <laughs> oh, nice. Very nice. What's that contraption in front of you? This is oh. a growler that is uh, pressure controlled. Cool. To try and keep the uh, a white claw action things from uh, yeah. <laughs> but nice. the uh, carbonation. <clears throat> we had a social distancing birthday party for a friend where we all just went to a park and stayed six feet apart. <laughs> hello. And then, hello. Hello. Hey, Nate. Hello, hello. Hi. Good hello. to see you guys. Good to see you too. I don't know if you've met Tia. This is Tia. Well, I've met Hi. Her. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hopefully you guys are enjoying your uh, COVID quarantine time. 
Oh, absolutely. Yes. We all mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. alcohol. And I had the limoncello like down here. Yeah. So like, you've been on it for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> good. Yeah. Well, good to see you guys. You too, Nate. Good to see you. Take care. Hi. I miss you. Yeah. I miss you guys too. <laughs> yeah. I, doesn't. I miss not only you guys, but everybody. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> All the people. Oh, man. I'm actually going to put on my gamer headphones. Oh, Hell so yeah. Fancy. Oh, yeah. Look at them all. I feel like I should get in on it. The yeah, other day I got really cranky ones. because I, like... It was just wearing on me that I miss my friends. Like I, I miss being able to see people and like go and yeah, kind of do things, make plans. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Keith is having a happy hour with his. his uh, <laughs> Someone like laughed at us like having plans. Like, <laughs> yeah. Fuck you and your plans. <laughs> you you <laughs> nerds. Yeah. Well, we have um, these like 2019, we made cards for some people with like our adventures on it. Oh, yeah. And we're thinking of just giving them back out next year because this year didn't really happen. <laughs> just be like, just kidding. Yeah. Please ignore 2020 and remember yeah. our 2019 adventures. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I have like five left, so I'll like divvy them up kind of like in <laughs> a small picture like a little corner yeah just cut out every single quad i'll do that cool so how is uh uh aside from missing humanity um how's work going for everyone slash thesising uh happening yeah, work is fine. Um, mostly just like writing report, like getting all the report bits written so that when I go out in the field, I only take like two days to write the report after or nice. finish it up. Um, and then just a daily sort of like tearing my hair out of people being like, everything's going to be fine by June. I'm like, yeah. it, no, nothing will be fine by June. We can yeah. all pray and hope and cross our fingers but i agree i don't think it's going to be normal by june and it not at this point that's not what trump said (laughs) trump Trump said we'll be fine by yesterday (laughs) well georgia's opening back up oh texas is too because uh people can die it's fine grandparents are fine with dying yeah young people can buy things that's like almost a word-for-word quote from the texas governor yeah didn't he say something along the lines of there are more important things than death there are more important things than living (laughs) that's what it was that makes that's even worse Mm -hmm. (laughs) you're like like, (laughs) what is (laughs) what is that that's more what going to home depot going to applebee's like sorry (laughs) grandma i had to pick up some lawn food (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I've said this once before, I'll say it again. I feel like it, where the rubber's going to hit the road is this is going to be a call of the flat earthers, the anti-vaxxers, and the religious, and the people that wind up supporting a lot of that ideology. Yeah. Round two, three, or four of COVID may just wipe the slate clean. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. yeah. I was actually thinking the other day, this is where my mind wanders and like watching people talk about 
opening stuff up. I'm like, well, maybe, maybe this is supposed to be the prequel to Lord of the Flies. Oh, good. <laughs> is this why they have no parents? Is all the parents were anti-vaxxers and they all died? And all, the, all the adults died. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, right. Yay. But there was, Great. there have been kids. Uh, what was it? Yesterday, I saw a story that a five-year-old uh, died from COVID in uh, uh, Detroit. It's like, yeah. yeah, Detroit's getting hit real hard. Oh, I bet. Yeah, it's like, I think it's Detroit and New York have the highest yeah. rates, and then Texas is slowly coming up behind which is not surprising because texas is they're down. they're in it to win right now they they oh, open up star. you know they'll, they'll be number it's, one <laughs> it's always bigger in texas yeah <laughs> oh my god yeah. covid is go, bigger in texas <laughs> go big or go home you know yeah Jeez. i don't really want to see that explode in like Houston. They, rather than right. graves to they're gonna one up the New York mass graves. Oh yeah. Everything's bigger in Texas, including the mass graves. I'm just hoping. I'm just really proud of my parents who have been like quarantining, like bosses. Like they don't go out hardly ever. And my sister's fiance is a police officer who's still like out all the time, obviously. Yeah. But like he has to like completely clean himself. Brianna has to be like fully cleaned before they come and they still won't have contact. My dad is losing it. My, the poor guy, he's like a really social dude. And yeah. he, he's like, I can't take it anymore. And my mom is like real antisocial. And so she's like, this rocks. <laughs> she's like, I've finished so many crafts. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah. I feel like introverts everywhere are like, you're locked in here with me. <laughs> I feel like we're going to have the world's biggest craft show after this. Like, look at all the things I made in COVID. <laughs> like a show and tell kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Any of us crafty folks. I have a whole craft room of my very own to explore. Ooh. No, I've actually, so on the thesis note, fun, fun and exciting things. So the lab is shut down and stopped. All things have stopped indefinitely until the governor uh, or the university says, go back to your lab work, which mm -hmm. basically won't happen until the governor opens things up, which is not any time in the foreseeable future. And uh, so I'm in a, my funding runs out in August. So I'm having to do, to do a really, really fun 180 and try and do an entire thesis, new thesis project between now and the end of August, mid-August. Holy Ooh. shit. Ooh. So. Uh, um, you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Thoughts and prayers. Oh, wow. Fuck. <laughs> So I'm trying to tease out to see if I have anything to say from the data that I have. Um, I'm also working on a pivot project from, uh, or basically working with data from uh, my time at the Forest Service this summer on cedar, peeled cedar sites, which Chris, that's why I was like, yeah. I just got all this stuff. Like, by the way, so that's, it's been on my mind. Um, and 
Lauren's like, well, why don't you do something from Cooper's Ferry? I'm like, I... Are you wanting to, like, give me keys to the lab and forage by myself in there? Like, right. I don't know what you're expecting from here. So, Who is sitting on a processed data set that you can just, like, right? start working it's on? It's entirely possible because he is undergrads processing and counting stuff. So I don't know oh, that's true. data set that might be going on. And he's like, well, you can come up with an idea if you want, or do you want me to send a list? And I'm like, I... I, just, I don't even know where to start. First <laughs> off, I was present for two field seasons out of 10. And I really wasn't very, like, caught up in the archaeology while I was there because there was too much, like, bullshit drama going on. And I just don't know what all is there to analyze that yeah. I'm familiar with and won't have to learn a new skill set. I'm not a lithicist. Hmm. So... <laughs> No, I was going to say, I have a whole photograph <laughs> collection if you want to take a more in-depth look at it. <laughs> Very possible. Yeah. No, I, I don't know what what the, uh, the plan will be, but I'm currently working on options. So, fun times. Yeah. So, if you guys have any ideas, suggestions, thoughts, encouragement, I'm open to all of it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I've got plenty of encouragement, but, but no ideas. Cool. That's perfectly fine. The Forest Service, luckily, is uh, Trent is really on board with helping me get everything um, together. He's actually working on a management plan for cedars because there isn't one in place uh, for peeled cedar sites in Oregon. There is wow. one in Washington and for the uh, Gifford Pinchot and in BC, but there isn't one for Mount Hood. So... Which is interesting, which is kind of like right across the river, basically, I, and you would think. Yeah. Yeah, but the oh, forests wow. are very different in both management and history. So a lot of the Gifford Pinchot was not forested as heavily as Mount Hood. Um, so there's a really intensive forestry history in Mount Hood since the 1880s. Mm -hmm. um, and... It's, it's insane, like when I was there, just reading some of the um, stories and accounts and stuff that were going on in like the 20s. They wanted to put a, um, so Highway 26 hadn't gone in by the 1920s, and they were talking about whether or not they would have ski access or put a ski resort on the south side or the north side. So like Hood River really wanted it on the north side because it was starting to really develop out there. Mm -hmm. but it would be faster for Portlanders to go eight down the south side where there was a current wagon road. Mm. And they ended up deciding to uh, develop it that way. So there's apparently been an old uh, like antagonism between Portland and Hood River for that reason, because a lot of people think that it stymied the development up there. But mm. anyway, <laughs> weird history stuff. It was entertaining. There's a lot I learned that I was like, who knew there was like this weird antagonism between shepherds and like cattlemen in the 20s as well. Like nasty, weird stuff. We found a tree with, what was it, 16 cow heads nailed to it. Like not just, you know how when you see like uh, skulls mounted, they're like vertical. 
right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. These were like straight out. Wow. No oh, thanks. And with like <laughs> big old spikes to mount them, I was like, Gee- Oh my god! Who has the time to do that? <laughs> just is like, it's like this is a great idea. Let's do this. <laughs> it was right by a cat, an old cabin. It was on the bottom of a lookout tree. Like it, it wow. just. I was making all sorts of weird stories up in my head. Like <laughs> people do weird shit with animals, man. Dude. Like I was in Eastern Oregon, and this farmer had like strung up multiple dead coyotes by barbed wire off of his uh windmill and like they were just like mummifying or falling apart and I just was like standing there and it was like creepy and gross and I was like you do realize that like animals don't understand that like that to them isn't like oh shit stay away they're like decaying flesh i'm gonna go find it (laughs) and then they're like oh that's rancid i'm not going to like it doesn't keep them away (laughs) like i don't know it was but it was the it was the creepiest thing and they it was gross gross. it sounds like it people are weird yeah my most not favorite thing actually um uh uh, in, that I encountered occasionally in the field, and I'm sure you guys have all experienced this, is uh, when uh, surveying like agricultural land or pasture land, coming across the corner of the property where they would dump their deceased, because rarely have I known very many ranchers to like bury their cattle. Oh, I was oh, like, oh yeah, I was, I was like, like human bodies. Humans? <laughs> I've never run into like, that. <laughs> like, uh, uh, livestock. There we go. Yeah, and it's just like this minefield of death. I just yeah. We came across on this one project I was on. It was a it was a site it was basically covered in this. Oh, and it was sucks. kind of like. Why? There's like really cool like groundstone and stuff around and it's and choppers and points and I'm just like, why is this all here? Why oh, thank you? <laughs> Come across like a I we called it a birthing ward for the cows. It was like an area that they would go give birth because there was like leftover placenta and just stuff spread across in this one area (laughs) we're like all right we're in the birthing ward of the pasture Uh, (laughs) gross yeah gross (laughs) it's really gross no pictures good and then we took several pictures (laughs) you want to see it (laughs) (laughs) oh my god look at the time (laughs) you got nowhere to go it's so late (laughs) (laughs) i need to wash my hair (laughs) have y'all ever encountered um like just an absurd number of baby doll parts yes in the field No, people talk no? about this all the time, and I have not yet once found baby doll parts. Yeah, I found some ceramic pieces in excavation as well. Yeah. And what do they call it? Um, the historic ones, a, a frozen Charlotte. Oh, you seen I those? The, they're like the term. the white porcelain ones. 
yeah. There's a video somewhere on like deep, deep in my Instagram, like I think from like 2013 or something like that, yeah. where I was doing lab work and we had recovered some from a privy <laughs> and oh. like the la- the the water in the lab is like turning black. <laughs> so it was like me and we, me and my coworker were like popping the frozen Charlotte's like kind of like up out of the water and it's just like really <laughs> creepy and we're just like laughing about it the whole time. I don't know. It's the little things that keep you going through the day. <laughs> So, yeah, Frozen Charlotte is a name used to describe a specific form of China doll made from 1850 to 1920, meaning in the West, the entire historic period. Um, the dolls had substantial popularity during the Victor- Victorian era. Yeah, I found a couple of them, weirdly. I've actually often found them not on survey as well. I don't know. I have a propensity for finding this weird shit. Um, yeah. We found one on a playground. Not at uh, Frozen Charlotte, but doll pieces. Yeah. Uh, we ended up bringing an arm back. It's like a souvenir <laughs> on our wall right now. <laughs> our camping As you do. Yeah, As you yeah. do. You bring back the weirdest shit you find. Um, yeah. Dolls are interesting. My grandmother made dolls. Um, so the, like, vinyl-faced ones that kind of look like the porcelain, Mm. and after she passed, when we were going through her stuff, we found the parts to make them, and my mom about lost it. (laughs) (laughs) It was the funniest thing. She's like, oh my god! Because there were just boxes of heads, boxes of left arm, box of right arm, box of legs, like, (laughs) oh my god. She's yeah. Like, Why are all the parts? Why are the parts? I'm like, there's wings over here. She's like, no. Why? Make it go away. That was fun. And best part, it was like stuffed under her bed. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh. Man, well, Katie, how are you holding up? You're pulling double duty on thesis and uh, yeah. trying to manage continuing <clears throat> working. It's okay. Um thesis stuff i don't so after hearing kirsten don't have to do a 180 on my my topic <laughs> so, so <happy>. positive <laughs> yeah i'm just waiting back for some edits we're on round two it's going a little slower i'm, I'm slowly watching my april deadline of defending disappear before my eyes so Uh-oh. that's kind of a little disheartening but it's gonna happen that's why i just keep telling myself and oh, yeah. doing a Go ahead. Oh, yeah. So I was going to say, oh, yeah, you still got 10 days. <laughs> yeah, still got 10 days. They still they need two weeks to review, you know, the, mm-hmm. the draft, which I feel like they could cut that time down in half <laughs> with all the time they have now. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. No, two weeks. Do you really need it? It's a short thesis right now also. <laughs> Shelby's out to... in the field right now, isn't she? Who's out in the field? Shelby. No, she's with Ross. No, Ross is in the field, but not Shelby. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, they, she was going to help or play in the in the dirt. Some. Oh, that'd be nice. <laughs> no, 
I don't, I don't think so. She's doing a lot of online teaching, so I've been picking her brain about how that's going, and she, she's teaching the field methodology class oh, online. She's like, this is going to be fun. I'm like, good luck. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Let's walk around. Let's do a hole. Oh, you found something. Wait, put that back. Um, so yeah, it's just just going. Doing a lithic analysis with photos is not super easy, come to find out. I was like, oh, this should be no problem. I'm like, okay. It's so hard to find, to see dimension. Um, have you, I've heard, granted I have not tried this, but I've heard that using Adobe Photoshop to change hue and saturation can help in seeing the different dimensions of um, the flake oh, scars can help um, and just toying with the color and shading because there may be more picked up by the camera than you can see with your eye. So um, that won't work all the time, but I have heard uh, that that can be helpful because I've been in that, doing the analysis after the field work was done. Yeah, it's been it's been going. It's just more of like you can't just hold it and then also sc scroll through your computer of like all your references. Yeah. I'm like flipping with both my screens and I'm just like, wait, was it was it that one? And then and then you like start scrolling through and you're like, oh, I've seen that one too. And then you uh, like start going down rabbit holes of going towards the other points. And then I'm like, yeah. wait, I was working on this one. <laughs> now, I, now I'm. Now yep. I'm lost. <laughs> so, I've done I've done most of them. Thankfully, a lot of them were broken, so I could have just I was just a you know yeah form biface point projectile point biface, but we don't know because we don't have the base. So yeah, yeah, without a base, there's not much to be said. Yeah, unless you know flake scars well. Yeah, that wasn't really in my scope for my project. <laughs> I'm fighting back a little on this right now of like the level of analysis. I can give you almost a date range for the site now of the oh, landowner. We're nice. at, and I had to go through because we're right on the cusp, like we're right on the culture boundary of the Pacific Basin, Portland Basin, Lower Columbia, and the Willamette valley so you have like that admixture um so if we're going with uh, it's like the maribel phase which in the lower in the portland basin so that's kind of mid late late holocene so it's not as old as i thought mm. from looking at things but about 3,500 to 4, 4,000. damn that's still really yeah. cool yeah yeah so it's like i can at least tell you that can we like can we yeah. move on? <laughs> can we move past this? Like, someone else is going to do an even a m more amazing job on this. Yeah. Well, and there's not very many sites in the Portland area that are well documented or no. analyzed mm -mm. <laughs> for those that, that are well documented from, like, a long time ago, pre-60s. Mm. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at on the analysis. I'm like, I got, I got you... Pettigrew's types yeah like yeah. I've gotten that far I'm like you can someone else can do the nitty-gritty yeah mm -hmm. the collection is still going to be there yeah yeah absolutely. they're all photographed yeah. I'm just gonna drink <laughs> <I'm okay. laughs> 
Um, I did have kind of a off thesis topic. So it's like one of those finger rolly things. It's a sensory kind of helps with the pressure and anxiety. Yeah. Oh, you should send me a link for acquiring said <laughs> thing. This is not helping. Um, <laughs> this is from Lyft. So I'll ask Keith where they got these because they gave all their employees. That's really cool. Them. <laughs> and they shoot off. But I did have a unfortunate interaction actually this afternoon with my next door neighbor because mm. um, she's lovely. She's a a great person, very kind, um, but she she did kind of go off. We kind of went off on each other. Um, so it was, you can tell that this is starting to wear thin on some, oh. a lot of us. Um, yeah. We just, she was just kind of going off on the, it's a hoax, 5G created. She's kind of on that war path. Oh my God. And I just, I'm trying to be very, it's, it's a frustrating topic and so I try to be understanding of, but I told her, I was like, I'm not, I'm not getting into it. I'm not, we're mm. not going to have this discussion. Like, I hear you. It's frustrating. Yes. Yeah. But mm. also I don't agree, but I'm not going to tell you you're wrong right now. Maybe later. <laughs> Maybe later. Yeah. 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 That's, I think a lot of people, especially people that I've seen um, that live alone, alone, uh, have are more susceptible to a lot of those things. And a lot of it, I think, comes down to um, both psychologically being alone, but also just being scared and wanting yeah. to go back to normal and trying to latch, find something and latching onto something that has, creates the idea that things are normal or it's not their fault or that they can still actually go back to doing things. And it's, it's basically placing blame somewhere. Yep. Where the reality is, is there's no blame to be placed. It's a disease. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's nature. And I but, mean, if there's blame to be placed anywhere, it is um, in the search for exotic pets, because that was kind of the, the origin of this, and people living in wild places that till like the last decade people didn't live in. So like those two things combined, you know, but those are fairly circumstantial. It's not like you can point to someone and say it's your fault. Whereas like any 5G or like the Chinese government or any of that kind of stuff, it's like, it's their fault. They, and, but then I remember cause a friend of mine was telling me all about this that she watched. I haven't watched it yet cause I, it hurts my heart and my brain to think about it but she's like you should watch it and I'm like only if you will receive a long list of like rebuttals yeah. and to look at them um which I haven't compiled yet but um forgot where I was going with this um about it being a coping mechanism yeah basically that, that yeah. was my ultimate point um which yeah. is unfortunate but there's no there, I think, and I'm not sure how to go about doing this. This would be like the somewhere in the scope of public health and psychology um, of of creating counter arguments, something to make people feel safe. And I think having social safety nets might be, you know, a good part of that. 
Um, well, but I think also having, like, having a government that addressed it in an adequate manner and considered it a true threat and acted upon it in the way that was smart and calculated um like new zealand's prime minister like people have been consistently writing in being like i mean i don't fully understand what she's talking about but like i don't know i trust her and like because she's handling it and talking about it in adult way yeah she's not panicking she's not blaming she's just like these are the facts this is what we're doing um this is how i'm handling it as your leader and we don't live in a country that, as you said, has social nets, safety nets, that people feel like, okay, if I lose my job or my business, something is going to be there to help me out of it. And we also don't have a government in any level that is giving consistent messaging. Like, we're so lucky that we live in the West Coast and all of our governors were like, hey, let's, I don't know, like, talk to each other and, like, plan because, like, people travel. Like... <laughs> no other place in the country is act, is sitting down and at least that I have heard of granted someone could have but but like got, they're not talking to each other and so that makes people yeah be like well I'm not getting consistent messaging so why sh-? like if you're prone to believing more left field theories in the polite way of saying it then like <laughs> you are more yeah. <laughs> like Tiffany was saying, like, you're more, and then with stress and being locked in and yeah. not seeing anyone and being alone, you're yeah. just going to be like, ah. And go down the rabbit, the internet rabbit holes. And where do they take you? They take you to fucking 5G and. And I've, I even today had a meeting in which a, a woman just went off on stuff where it was just like, where on earth is like this frustration and this anger? coming from and then another dude like jumped on it and he was like yeah me too and he like went off on another topic and the one dude and I were like what is even happening right now how did we even get (laughs) on this topic they were like going after the environment and the cultural people for you know just random reasons and it was kind of like I'd like at the time I was so frustrated I was like well who are like what are you doing like trying to tell me how to do my job and like and you know now that Tipton just mentioned it, it 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 is it's probably starting to get to people the stress of not being able to do your job well or to the full extent of your ability can't go out can't do shit at home yeah. yoga is fun but it's getting boring <laughs> like, <laughs> i miss the gym i just yeah i want to do zumba damn it i just <laughs> want a zumba <laughs> i want to see we need Joey. Zoom zumba I, you know, I have been thinking Zoom about Zumba? a Zoom Zumba, <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, but then I could see myself, but, but I guess there are mirrors there anyway. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. You can check the form that way. <laughs> I don't want to see my form. I look like a baby giraffe. I'm like, uh, 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 uh. just like, anyway. It'd be awesome. Let me know. <laughs> we get up, uh, we're usually up and, and we do like a 20 minute work out in the living room if Nate's home he'll join me which is fun um but it's like on I have the google or not google uh the fitbit um fitstar mm. program thing it's like 40 dollars a year but it's anyway uh yeah it's it's been nice it's like move the furniture out of the way mm-hmm. 20 minutes in the morning go take a shower and my day's ready to start by eight <laughs> 
Nice. Nice. Yeah. Has has anyone done any rearranging in their house yet? We fully did our living room on Sunday. <laughs> All of it. Like it's like <laughs> not recognizable. So very cool. Yeah. Our yeah. house is pretty much set up like if you moved anything, it would no longer it would cease to function. Yeah. So exactly. we've Same. we've got we did one day I just I had to take a mental health day from work, not last week, but the week before. I just, like, couldn't handle fucking anything anymore. So I took a mental health day, and about midway through the day, I started to feel a lot better. And then I turned to Robert, and I was like, we're hanging up pictures. That's what we're doing today. And <laughs> we just hung up pictures. <laughs> it just was like <laughs> – so I've been, like – Robert and I have been kind of, like, slowly, like – moving to different parts of the house like the other day he came in and he goes we're buying dining room chairs <laughs> okay and he's like yeah we're doing it <laughs> and then i messed up building one of those chairs and we have no way of fixing it because we oh, don't have no. pliers oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so i have to we have to get ply which we need pliers anyway so it's it will be helpful but I, robert came home and i was like I fucked up the chair. Oh no. <laughs> one is correct, one is not. <laughs> yeah, we've definitely done we've rearranged the walls a little bit with the art. Nice. Done a couple new things and moved some a couple things around, not not a whole lot. We still have more we have more stuff than we can put on the walls. We don't have enough wall space. But um that's not necessarily a bad thing. We have uh, and I don't know if any of you have ever been up in our guest room. We have select uh, Burning Man posters and the tickets, like in the frame, for now 12 years. So we don't have them all hanging. We like select them according to color coordination or like our favorite years or whatnot. So, um, but those are all framed and in storage. Um, mm. So it's 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 nice because you can decide one day that you want to switch things out That's yeah <laughs> we put up a gallery wall finally we're kind of doing the same thing urt where uh we'll kind of like pick a, a room or an area of the house mm -hmm. it's like let's do something with this and like it, it's either like house plants or hanging up a gallery wall or uh uh here like the last few weekends like I'll just get a couple beers and put them in the garage and I'll listen to like uh, early 2000s emo and like <laughs> clean the garage. <laughs> That's awesome. And it's just like, it's just one of those things. It's like, I, I don't think I would ever do this in any other time, but it's yeah. just, it's whatever it is, it's making me feel better. And uh, it's, I think it's kind of helpful to hear that like, you know, Tia, you mentioned you're taking like a mental health day and I think all of us are just really feeling yeah. kind of at wit's end right now. And like for me, I've, I feel like uh, like before all this went down, like it was pretty normal for me to feel like I was a little foggy headed in the morning and then I would have like my first cup of coffee and I just like push through it. Now it's like that fog just stays and no amount of coffee pushes through it. And yeah. I'm just like tired and scatterbrained and just kind of like yeah. I don't know, cranky yeah. and stressed out. I talked to a coworker today and I was like, I swear to God, by the end of this, I'm going to be 20% less effective just in general. 
with this whole thing. And she was like, yeah, it takes me 35% longer to finish anything than it normally would. Um, And it's, yeah, there's like, it's hard because there's so many things about this that suck and are really difficult and stressful and hard to deal with. And then there are other things that I've been finding that I'm actually weirdly kind of thankful that this happened. But like, as you said, like, I'm just like listening to emo music and cleaning my garage. And that brings me joy that I've been finding all these tiny little things that I never had time enough to care about or put energy into that are giving me little moments of joy that I'm like, oh, this is actually really nice. Or I didn't realize that I enjoyed this or that I had fun doing that one. Also, like things that I took way for granted, like walking yeah. around my neighborhood. I don't know about y'all's neighborhoods, but mine is like almost to the point where you can't go walking around. It's like not social distancing anymore. Yeah. There are so many people out walking, running, being outside that like you have to get really creative in going up into neighborhoods to get away from people. Yeah. So I don't go like people are like, oh, yeah, I've been, you know, walking around and like, which is great. But I can't really. And so the times where I have been able to get outside and get creative and get away from people, I'm like, oh my God, I will never take the outside for granted ever again. Yeah. Like (laughs) the outside is so nice. Have you guys realized how nice outside (laughs) is? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was riding my bike on the Columbia River Trail the other day, and it's like that paved, uh, like, mixed-use recreational path that goes next to the airport along Mm -hmm. the river and normally like I can ride even on a nice day and I'll see in the span of maybe an hour and a half out there I'll see maybe a handful of people but the other day when I went it was so crowded that it was like impossible to practice social distancing and also hardly anybody was wearing masks and so I just felt really sketched out and so I ended up getting off of the trail as fast as I could. And then I had to ride on the Columbia highway, like highway 30, which has a bike lane in like the like symbolic sense, but (laughs) it's really, it's filled with trash. Yeah. It's it's full of like road cinders and there's tractor trailers driving like 50 miles an hour next to you. So it was like sketchy, but at least there weren't any people around, but I was like, this sucks. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. So I just haven't been as active as I would like to be. Because, uh, like you said, Tia, like I just I can't safely do it. Like there's no space for me to go. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't been going for walks as often either. Um, when I do, I find like early in the morning can be okay. Um, or weirdly, if you really want to be creepy, is go at night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's no one out at night, even along Powell here, like, there's usually a fair number of, like, homeless people or camps or whatnot, there's really no one out there, Mm -hmm. which is weird. I remember walking up um, Powell the other day and just thinking, like, where did all the homeless people go? Yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I haven't heard a whole lot. I know there was some talk of, like, creating places for them to go but there has not really been a discussion of it which is a little frustrating on my part because I'm like 
One, if there is a safe place that people are actually being housed right now, it took you this long to do that. It took a pandemic for this to happen after everything that people have been like railing on for the past several years. Yeah. Um, But secondly, if not, where are they going? Like, well, are they able to like be in the spaces like the underpasses where you can't see them and they're not being pushed out anymore from yeah, those spots? Or are they not being kind of? Yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I know that there there is that. was it a cease? Like the few things that I've heard from Portland since this started is that they were going to stop doing raids, um, and so maybe people went back to their favorite spots, their more comfortable spots or hidden spots. Mm-hmm. Um, like you're saying that are a little bit out more out of the way um, yeah which is very possible so um, but yeah I was I've been surprised with how much fewer people there are on the street right now that I've seen granted I'm also not driving where I used to drive and you know seeing mm-hmm. as much stuff I'm, I generally don't run most of the errands so I haven't been out very much i think i've in the last two weeks i've been out three times yeah weird doesn't it like just to not leave the house (laughs) well especially when i was doing like almost a three-hour commute a day like yeah it's weird i don't miss commuting no. Yeah, <laughs> I miss my five minute. I I love my like two minute commute. <laughs> Consists of me just putting on my gray ensemble. <laughs> I have like a gray hoodie, gray sweatpants, and a shuffle. <laughs> yeah, I'm team sweatpants too for the work from home. Like, I I keep seeing this. I I call it productivity theater where people are just making these like just performative displays of all the hoops they're jumping through to try and I don't know what like (laughs) demonstrate some sense of normalcy or like control over their situation or whatever. And like, I don't know, like I've worked from home mostly for like the last four years. So I learned pretty quickly that that whole thing like shower and get dressed like you would, like you're going to the office is all bullshit. Like, (laughs) just wear what's comfortable to you and just, I don't know, try and figure out how to get stuff done with as few interruptions as possible. That's kind of like how to do it and like stay organized, manage your own time. Like that's really, it doesn't get much more complicated than that. But like, I keep seeing all, all these like things that people are doing to just like show off like, Oh, I'm so productive at home during a pandemic. And I'm just like, (laughs) that's bullshit. I know you're not. I know you're not. You're trying. Yeah. I think a lot of those posts have to do with the psychological, like, if you, it's like the Pavlov's bill, right? So you have people who typically get up and leave for the day, for them to associate working if they're not used to having to work from home, whereas you've already had a routine that you've created and everything, but people who normally go to the office and that's how they know to like put their brain in work mode yeah uh, is to like act like they're going to work and that's where they're like even creating a partition or like a do not disturb sign to like put yourself in the i'm not available detached office mode um is the best way to 
you know, kind of put yourself in that brain space. That doesn't mean it's always successful, but um, especially depending on if those people would have been doing better in at-home situations in the first place. But like, I perform better when I have somewhere to go. Um, and I've been doing work at home for a while as well, but I know that my most productive days are when I go to a coffee shop and sit yeah. four to six hours. I miss coffee shops so much. <laughs> oh <my. laughs> Why do we have to bring that? I can't I tell it. you how many times I've been like, oh, I'm gonna go to a coffee shop and work today. No, I'm fucking not. One weekend I was like, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go get my septum pierced, and then I was like, all getting ready, and then I was like, bitch, no, you ain't. Like, no, you're not going anywhere. Like, yeah. I keep doing like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. Yeah. Yes. I got a tattoo right before the stay-at-home order. Can you show us? Yeah. Arm. Yeah. There we go. It's such a oh, cool nice. tattoo. Oh, yeah. Cool. It's, it's so a, well done. It's a D20. Very fun. So it's the hand of doom rolling a D20. Bum, bum, bum. Does that mean you're dead? What? No luck, but bad luck. Uh-oh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just, just wanted to make sure it was... <laughs> no i don't know uh it's it's uh the group that i play D D with uh every week um the, the dm got that on his birthday and it kind of like expanded it was like he called up one of the other guys who plays in the group and he was like hey i'm going to get a tattoo today uh and he was like uh what are you getting and he explained it to him and he goes well shit can i get it too and it just expanded to like all of us now have the oh, exact cool. same tattoo. Yeah. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah. Is it the same artist or did you guys kind of like do different? Or- yeah. It's uh, Tyler Adams at Grizzly Tattoo over on uh, North Williams. Uh, and it was funny. It was like before, it was around the time that we, the last time we were in the studio when like the discussion was like, we were nervous about it and anticipating um big things are going to happen but we didn't really know what and, and so that was kind of the discussion at the tattoo studio was like okay well here's hand sanitizer please you know wash your hands and just kind of like stay over there until we're ready for you and yeah. they like you know tattoo studios are like so sanitary to start with but i mean they yeah. really like sanitized the hell out of that place before i got in there and then you know it was like less than a week later and tattoo studios were closed and so was the podcast studio and we couldn't go back there i am jonesing so hard for tattoos now yeah Yeah. even more than i was before i have not had a jones for a tattoo in years (laughs) but i tell you what the other day i was i was itching bad and i'm just like i i really think it's definitely (laughs) the isolation because i don't know about your guys' experience with tattoos, but I enjoy the pain of it because it's like an externalization of whatever frustration is happening in my life. Yeah. So it's usually when I've gotten them have been in like large, big change or emotional times. So it's kind of like, I think that's why I'm having this like, I want to go and get a new tattoo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Grind the pain out. Yeah. It's also weird because it's like it on some level, it's not pain. It's just like an intense sensation. Yeah. And like a lot of intense sensations, like the, like so many different kinds, depending on 
where it is and what's going on. Yeah, yeah. You're jonesing for one too, Tipton? Kind of. Well, it's a good thing they shut down because I was looking at some and I was like, oh, I'm going to go do it. And they're like, oh, we're closed. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> with a, uh, like a sleeve basically like, yeah <laughs> just like everyone shows up and it's like throat tattoos just and, like, i got bored um <laughs> i know i'm yeah. just like slowly like accumulating artists in my feed that i'm like yep 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 like just uh, yeah. it was like I got the one on my back my junior year of college and then nothing for years and then got the one on my ankle and the one on my wrists and then within like three years I've got like two more and now I'm like yeah it's probably gonna be or four more it's gonna be like <laughs> a whole bunch yeah <laughs> yeah yep got my first one at 18 the second one six months later one, two, and the third one, because I only have the three, um, 2012 or 2013? I think it was 2012. Um, but they're not small. Mm. Um, most of you have seen them, they're not crazy, but like, I tend to go all in. <laughs> yeah. My first one is like most of my calf muscle. Damn. That was a doozy. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm really lame in this tattoo conversation. I have one. I got it when I was 28. I thought about it for 10 years. Um, so. It's good to, to think about those things. Like, yeah. Yeah. But so. I didn't get my first one until I was 30. Oh, yeah. Nice. And now I've got, what, five? No, it's, four big ones. Okay. It's the, all of them have been kind of big. <laughs> yeah. It's hard when you start big. It's hard to do small ones. Yeah. Um, I feel like I also have had this, like, theoretical thing for a long time of, like, they need, need to, like, fit the body part that is going on. Yeah. So, like, the one on my calf is, like, the shape of a calf muscle. Like, it, it kind of starts and then kind of does this. Yeah. Um, and then the one on my back is just like a medallion. It's a circle. Um, and on my arm, it's the scorpion, but it's like it fits the shape of my bicep. So that's where, like, in thinking about other things, like my back is my biggest canvas, but I'm like, also have this thing for some symmetry. So like the one on yeah. my leg is on my right, one of my arms on my left, because I couldn't do both on the same side in my mind, like, Otherwise, I'd be like, <laughs> I'm the same way. Lopsided. Yeah. With the symmetry thing, I used to be really like, like, I think it's because the way my parents viewed tattoos was that it, every single one of them had to mean something, like, like deep and important, or you yeah. shouldn't be getting it. Um, and it wasn't. And but I've always been like obsessed with tattoos. I have always found them to be like the coolest thing ever. I think they're like sexy as hell. Like I just love them. And then I met Robert and he is like his chest is tattooed, his arms tattooed, he's got tattoos on his knees. And he was like, Yeah, they don't have to fucking mean anything. He's like, it's just art that you like, and the art that you like happens to be 
like the canvas happens to be on a body. And he's like, but if people collect art to hang on their walls, you can easily collect art to put on your body. And that's just what it is. It's an art collection. You're paying money to get art that you like. And I was like, you just have to like it. I was like, (laughs) really? He was like, yeah, it's like a majority of people like who are tatted up. Cause that's always been an aesthetic that I think is really awesome is like the full. Yeah tatted and there's a woman on instagram the kitten lady she's she fosters neonatal kittens and she's tattooed from the collarbone to her feet and like her hands and everything and i finally one day i went to robert and i was like i gotta i gotta tell you something he's like okay what is it i was like i want to look like her and he's like dope i was like what? <laughs> <laughs> i was like my journey has begun <laughs> so like i think in the future i'm going to be going to interviews with like a button up to the top and yeah. sleeves all the way down and then once they hire me we'll be like surprise <laughs> so one note just from a nurse's perspective i've heard nate give this spiel before make sure that you don't cover up your veins because it's really difficult to do IVs on people that have a lot of dark ink around Mm. the inner elbows. Oh, okay. Inner elbows. All right. So my blackout sleeve ideas (laughs) out, right? Just 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 the elbow too. I just want like a band. Just a band. (laughs) (laughs) You go to donate blood and be like, what you, what you gonna Where's the vein? Just like have it, a window tattooed, open. (laughs) Just a small little square. (laughs) That's awesome. Hi. It's a puppy. Oh, I'm like, puppy. It's like getting oh, mauled by Artie right now. It's How, a puppy. How is Artie doing? Is he doing any better? Yeah. Uh, he got neutered uh, like right after the shelter at home or stay at home order. Uh, yeah. So I should put my microphone closer to my face. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he got neutered like right when the stay at home order came out. And so, like, that process of dropping a dog off at the vet for an operation was interesting but um it didn't phase him at all like he the sedatives didn't really sedate him it just made him like turn up and like he just wanted to play and be rowdy and <laughs> oh, but he no. he healed really quickly and uh now it's been i don't know like a uh, four or five weeks since he had that happen and we're noticing that he's mellowing out a little bit <laughs> i think it just took some time for the hormones to like change um well that's exciting yeah that and a combo of us just having a lot more time to pay attention to him like he gets all of the stimulation he needs and um you know play time and stuff and so like he's just kind of mellowing out he's a big sweet cuddly puppy good so i'm I'm glad to hear i know quite a handful there for a bit yeah yeah, he was <laughs> like, he would, where were we at the hilt where he was just like screaming his head off? Oh. Like he was just bored, <laughs> like, but he's getting better at stuff like that. Like he, he just, yeah. you know, he'll just chill out and hang out. Yeah. But uh, we're taking wagers on how much he'll weigh when he hits full grown. Cause he's still growing like a weed. <laughs> he's oh, like uh, well over 80 pounds and uh, 10 months old. Oh so we God. think, I don't know, maybe a hundred. I'd say like one fifteen. Damn. Say hi. <laughs> we heard you giggling downstairs, sir. Oh, you can't hear. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. 
We, we heard you giggling downstairs. It was a happy hour. <laughs> awesome. And your laugh was quite well-timed. It was. I had to mute myself because I was cracking up because it was like, <laughs> we're talking about like a stack of cow skulls and yeah. then you hear Keith cracking up downstairs. <laughs> Without context, it was perfect. Yeah, it was so good. Okay. It's lovely to see you all. You, you too. too. Um, soup, soup. Yeah, whenever yep. you're ready. Soup soon. Yeah, we made. I made a homemade tomato soup. Yeah. Oh, well. nice. Yes. Yeah, stepping it up. Very nice. That was the soup that gave my mom the most trouble for years. It was her final soup achievement was making a good homemade tomato soup. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, she could just never. Like she just couldn't get it exactly how she wanted it, and it took years for her to find the exact recipe. That's fair. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever done tomato soup just from tomatoes. No, yeah, no, I cheated. This was canned. Yeah. Um, they were already fire roasted. Ooh. Yeah. Chop up some onions. You kind of boil, simmer that for forty minutes in chicken stock. Yeah. And then emulsify it. So it's, it looks like tomato sauce to me. So I don't know. Sounds delicious. It <laughs> sounds like it's going to be super good. Did you make grilled cheese sandwiches to go with it? We're going to. Grilled cheeses. Yeah. That's the best. Grilled cheese and soup. Yeah, cheese. we have this like garlic remember. bread. Oh. Yeah. With the garlic yes. in it, like chunks of garlic. It's not just garlic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Smoky like Gouda or Ooh. like a, I gotta look at our cheese selection. Or it's do really a, hard. <laughs> or do a vegan cheese, which tastes like shoe. <laughs> no. <laughs> One time, Robert had a grilled cheesy that I made. I made super grilled cheesies, like his normal mine with my dairy-free cheese. And he goes, "Can I? Can I try yours?" I was like, "Yeah, sure, go ahead." And he eats it, and he goes. <laughs> And he goes, I don't want you eating this anymore. And I was like, what do you mean? And he goes, do you know what's in this? This doesn't taste at all normal. <laughs> it's like, you're right. It doesn't. And it's just basically solidified oil goo <laughs> that they color to look like cheese. I forget who I was talking to about that because I was making the same remark. I'm like, I can't eat cheese anymore, but occasionally... I crave that like texture and savory so much. You just have to get that solidified oil goo. Oil goo because that's really all. It is. Just gotta gotta do it. I don't even know what normal cheese like tastes like anymore. So it's to the point now where sometimes I get vegan cheese and I it has a good enough taste that I have to make Robert taste it to be like, is this truly dairy free? And he eats and he's like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> not normal <laughs> which is helpful <laughs> some of them are pretty good the miyokos have you had yeah those are good. i made a pizza with some of that the the mozzarella yeah and the thing that gets me like with the dia cheese is it doesn't melt right yeah like one it doesn't taste great either but like it yeah it doesn't melt at all it just kind of like stays on the pizza um but the miyokos like actually melts like mozzarella yeah. and it's got that nice mozzarella-y flavor 
Yeah, but I'm least, so sorry, you guys. But, <laughs> yeah. My least favorite is when you go to a pizza restaurant and you're like, can I get this with no cheese? And they're like, we have vegan cheese. Would you like that? And you're like, fuck no. no. <laughs> Just, you obviously haven't eaten that. Like, yeah. no, get out of my face with that. <laughs> like, <laughs> the only cheese I found is chow. The C-H-A-O makes like the best grilled cheesies. Yes. Yeah. Damn that world. Is- that is one I'll get regularly. I like their regular ones. I like all of them, honestly. The regular ones. And then the, um, what's the other one? Like a tomato chili or something. The red. Yeah, it's a tomato cayenne. Cayenne, that one. Mm-hmm. I like that one a lot. Really yummy. Those are good. Yeah. Yeah, there's very few that I'm like, I just want to have the cheese. No. Um, there's a company I found at Peoples that just started doing a sunflower based cheese for like a there's like a chev and i haven't really tried many of the other ones but the i like the miyokos but because it's cashew based and it's really sensitive to nuts especially cashews um i try i don't bring those home so um the violife and uh, follow my heart are also two other ones that are pretty good for pizza style stuff yeah and violife can be hard to find apparently it's out of greece mm. uh, but that one's pretty good <laughs> hi Artie. <laughs> but Not the- heart also makes a really delicious uh ranch which i'm a big fan oh yeah because ranch is one of those things that's like so specific to pizza yeah or like I have to make, you know what I haven't tried to make? I just thought of uh, homemade JoJo's. Mm. What are JoJo's? Am I, what are the f- fried potato wedges? Yes. Uh, it's an Oregon-specific term. Oh, they're so good. God, I I took a, like, are you from Oregon originally test based off, like, word, like, phrases that Oregonians use, and it came to that, and I was like, what the, f- what the, f- what? <laughs> No, no. It's like I've never heard that ever. And now after, like, apparently it is a thing. People do say JoJo's. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? Yeah. I have so oh, much Kirsten, time on my hands. <laughs> yes. That uh, lox bagel that I put on oh, my yeah. Instagram the other day. Um, that looks good. I, I get it with, I instead of cream cheese, I put avocado on there. And it gets, like, that kind of, like, creamy goodness that you normally yes. get on a lox bagel. But... No dairy? Yeah. I like that. Nice. It looked really good. I was like, oh, I haven't yeah. had locks and like capers in a long time. Because mm-hmm. without cream cheese, I'll usually just do like a lemon drizzle and capers on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Just Bob is really good. That's my normal like um, pre-hiking kind of tradition is I'll, I'll get a uh, lox bagel because uh, nice. they're open like pretty early and I'll get like a lox bagel and then drive to like Mount Hood or the Gorge or somewhere like that. Um, like eat it while I'm driving because it's safe. And uh, it's just like so good. And now it's like I'm so frustrated because I can't go hiking anywhere. So it's like, yeah. But I was craving the bagel. So I had to go get it. Nice. I'm thinking of setting up our tent in our living room now that we have room from the rearranging and just like <laughs> putting it facing like the tv and put like some sort of landscape yes. <laughs> you know you can you can get the those little like purple 
uh, catering candle things that like heat up. Um, oh yeah, like the yeah, the and then you put it in rocks underneath a um like a terracotta pot. There's like lots of Pinterest things on this, and you can it's like basically an in your house little fire that you can like roast marshmallows Ooh. on, and it's like a little heater oh. too. I know I was like oh I saw it on Pinterest and I was like I'm gonna make a blanket fort and I'm gonna use this thing thing and it's gonna be more cute we're gonna like string up lights in the tent as well we have like and we have those solar lanterns and then make Willow dress in a bear costume so she could be like oh it's a bear our mountain lion that's she doesn't even need to put a costume on for that <laughs> yeah i'm thinking about it i shouldn't say it too loud because i want to make it kind of a surprise yeah That's yeah awesome. yeah because they still have to do like on-site stuff sometimes to lift so yeah that, no that's a really great idea to like have them come home and be like at home camping yeah. so you want to go camping i don't really like going camping unless i'm getting paid so look best of both worlds <laughs> Nice. We can still watch movies. <laughs> and it's a functioning bathroom, just saying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. The beer is always cold. Yes. Always. If we run so. out, go to the store. Yeah. I've been really stoked about the beer deliveries. Mm. I've even tried it. A couple uh, times. A lot of breweries are doing beer deliveries, like direct from the brewery. Uh so like my friend Nick works at Ex Novo and I've been ordering some beer there. I also got some from uh, Wayfinder and yeah. it's cool. They do it. You know, it's like, it's supposed to be a, uh, like a touchless or whatever the term is contact free uh, delivery. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, you know, wear gloves and a, and a mask and, you know, they drop it off and let you know. Nice. It's cool. Yeah. They, um, Nate went down and filled the growler there's because they have a bunch of kegs or had a bunch of kegs at um at rudy's at the pizza place down the road um we've gotten takeout from them i think once maybe twice since this thing started uh, but they're so close it's kind of ridiculous to have them deliver it's like two blocks away yeah um but they had we were able to fill the growlers for cheap because they're just trying to offload the empty the kegs mm. yeah. so, <laughs> We cracked a bunch. <laughs> they all need to like go because they don't just sit on tab very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So that was kind of nice. So I think it was like ten dollar fills. We just bring ours in. Pretty, pretty cheap. Yeah, That's most cool. most of the restaurants around us are doing like one person in the place at a time for like pickup or order, and then if you're done, you have to go stand outside. So we've done like we've gone to our favorite Chinese restaurant a couple times, and then the sushi place. That's our next door neighbor mm-hmm. over there. And like, it's a little nerve wracking to go like anytime you go out is a little nerve wracking, but it does feel really nice that like these are our local places owned by like yeah. small families. And it's nice that they're open for pickup and delivery. Like one of them joined a delivery service to, just for this. Yeah. And it's been really nice to be able to go and support them but like robert and i are really stoked that when this ends we made like a pact that like for a while afterwards we're just going to go to all the local restaurants around yeah because both of us are fortunate enough to be able to keep working during this like you know robert's working i'm working so we're like we're going to have the normal paycheck so it'll be fun to like go and support and help the little 
businesses that get to open up again. Yeah. Like I walked by our, this like little greasy diner down the road and it was closed. And I was <laughs> like, Oh, I didn't even realize that this place was closed. And this place is awesome. Like everyone there is fantastic. So yeah. I'm excited when the world opens up again to the Illinois. <laughs> yeah, there's a bar across the street from us. It's this little dive bar that we used to frequent like a couple times a week. Um, but they were super sweet. They didn't have a setup for anything vegan, but they were always more than happy to make cheeseless nachos, which is basically like basic nachos plus any and all vegetables that they happen to have that <laughs> I wanted. <laughs> they're like oh i'm sorry you can't have cheese i'm just gonna put all the things on this so it was like this giant plate of like all of the toppings which was fantastic um for like 750 or whatever nine dollars it was pretty pretty reasonable but we used to go and play pool all the time and it's such a bummer like every couple of nights we'll make comments yeah we should go down to lots luck and have like a beer <laughs> Not a thing. Um, yeah. So I look forward to them opening up. There's a couple of spots around here that are still open. Hammies, of course. I'm sure they're not hit too hard just because they've always done late night deliveries. Um, and that that's, I mean, they didn't open till 4 p.m. anyway, and it's not <laughs> a down establishment. So, you know, that hasn't changed much. But some of the really tasty spots there's a good sushi place on the corner here um that's still open but like uh jacqueline's i don't know if that's they're gonna make it out of this or not um because their big thing was the fresh um oysters yeah. and seafood which that's not really something that you can do on demand so um who knows what if that's still going to be there but the ice cream place still does pick up and the really fancy italian place barasca still does stuff they don't they're not super very dairy friendly or whatever but it's like really traditional um like northern italian fare mm -hmm. um fancy expensive food basically so it's been interesting that they're still yeah. open and such um but yeah a lot of the we haven't been doing much ordering in so, yeah, we'll see. Mm -hmm. I want to support, but at the same time, it's also like teaching the teenager that, like, when you're lazy, you can't just. Yeah. You could. Um, yeah. No, you can make something just as easily. Like, mm -hmm. leftovers. She's putting, she made soup last night. So she's like, can I do leftovers of the soup? And I'm like, totally. That's <laughs> like, so. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm going in the field next week, um, down, uh, kind of near Roseburg and I'm kind of wondering like eating on archeology span projects is a challenge enough as it is, but yeah. like going to a rural area, I'm like, mm, where are you know, staying gonna at? We're going to stay in Roseburg. Um, okay. So I'm, I'm sure it'll probably be fine. I, I've been kind of scoping out restaurants on social media and it looks like yeah. they're doing the same thing that they're doing here. Um, but yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting. Uh, field work during yeah. a pandemic is weird. Yeah. I haven't been, like I was saying, out. 
I wish you much luck. I know you guys have been out in the field a little bit. No, no I've put the full kibbutz on it. I was like, I'm, and I'm very, very lucky to be able to be like, no, I don't feel yeah comfortable. Yeah. And also then finally, I think we got the direction that it was like, unless this is critical, don't, please don't. Have, is that the same with you, Tip? Yeah, I've like, I've never, I haven't offered at all to try and accommodate any project manager's timeline. I'm like, it's, yeah, I'm like it's, to me, it's not worth dying for on this. Yeah. So if you have a problem, you can take it up with my manager. That's yeah, so pretty much. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's nice having that, having that kind of control in a sense for yeah. us. Mm -hmm. It's been kind of empowering to be like, no, you're like, do you think June? I'm like, I don't know. Find out. Yeah, when it happens, we'll th we'll see. Yeah. But be safe, Chris. And yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we're taking separate vehicles, um, all separate gear. That way, we're not, you know, sharing gear or anything. Uh, two separate hotel rooms, um, and. Uh, also like we're digging test units and it's just one person for a unit. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's going to yeah. take a little longer, but it's just the safe way to go about it. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah. Are you doing a hotel or are you doing like an Airbnb type thing? Yeah. We went back and forth on it where we kind of weighed the options of either, just doing really long days and driving back and forth every day, um, which would really suck. But I mean, I think it's kind of this, the safest way to go in terms of the risk of infection. But um, then we weighed, you know, Airbnb, you have uh, fewer people going through it. Um, so it might be safer um, or, a hotel that might be more equipped. So we just called around to the different hotels and just uh, talked to like two of the hotels. And then we we're like, you know, uh, what was it? A best Western. They talked, they talked us through what their safety protocols were. And we were like, Oh, that's fine. Mm. The best we'll Western do. there is really, really good. That's where I was going to recommend. I mean, I've seen nice. a couple <laughs> there, but that's, that place is good. And there's a Fred Meyer basically across the street. Oh, good. Good. So that's a good, a good spot to be. There's a, uh, a gas station next door, um, and it's right off the freeway. So it's super easy, super simple. It's a good spot. Yeah. We've also been front-loading a lot of cell tower projects, and those are easy because, you know, it's yeah. like in a few hours, you drive out, do the field work, and then you're back. And then, you know, we just divvy up the reporting tasks. Um, so those are pretty easy to handle you know with you know no contact um but we have some other projects that are so far still on track um to go on this summer uh where we'll have to figure out the logistics for like a larger crew um to stay in the field longer um and it's just one of those things like we've had open communication and talked about people's comfort level and the safety concerns and just making sure that first and foremost, everybody's safe. Um, and that there are, you know, supplies like PPE for people to, to wear and use and, you know, enough stuff like, uh, equipment and vehicles for people to maintain a safe distance. Um, and the, the clients have been really cool about it too. Like that 
I think they're in they're in a similar boat. So it's like a it's yeah. uh, mutually yeah. beneficial. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting, but uh, it's also just kind of like another level of stress. You know, it's like all, all the other shit we have to worry about. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> no. It sounds like dinner time. Yeah, it's getting that. Well, that was the cat meowing and it's a target. Oh, no, that sounded like a person. <laughs> it did. Second one was. Oh. <laughs> he gets really like bored. He starts getting like a shaky tail and he's just. Meow. Like, oh, cat like why don't you pay attention to me play with me yeah. follow me i'm surprised that neither of my little babies have come in <laughs> yuffie's been yuffie's been real needy today because she got her collar put on and she's like i'm dying you're killing me why did you put this on me <laughs> And she like flops on the floor and like drags her little neck across the ground. Oh. <laughs> it was too heavy. She's like, uh. <laughs> and Momo's looking at her like, "Bitch, you're mine." Because when I got Momo, his old owner had like basically like a tiny little like belt buckle on him, and that shit was so tight that like it has literally like w permanently worn down the amount of fur that's on his neck so like momo has been used to apparently for a collar forever and yuffie's just like i want to be free <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah collars annie takes his collar off regularly when we get it on him shade doesn't really care but she'll wear a bell with style she's like okay that's fine <laughs> um, but i i felt really bad because i sat on her earlier <laughs> she she's one of those cats that likes to burrow mm. and she burrowed into the blankets on the bed and the bed we usually have made but today the so we have this giant stuffed seal named Sammy <laughs> he was kind of half underneath the blanket so you couldn't tell that there was a lump of a cat underneath mm -hmm. it right I like plop myself down on the bed and I'm like, oh, there's a lump here. And I kind of get up and the cat like crawls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no. I'm so sorry. She didn't meow. I was surprised. She was just kind of like. <laughs> run, away. run away. It is dinner time, so I should probably get going. Yeah, um, we should probably. Yeah, same here. Away. But it's been fun chatting with everyone. Yeah. Miss it you is. It's good seeing everyone. Good Hi. seeing you too. Bye, Enjoy folks. See y'all later. Have a good see dinner. See ya. Good dinner. Yeah. Enjoy dinners. <laughs> Bye. I'm sweating.